Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Thriving in Fatherhood podcast. My name is Tully O'Connor. I'm the host and creator of the podcast and uh, I'm excited to bring you a conversation that I had with my friend, Ross Blake. Um, Before I share a little bit more about that, I need to share that early enrollments for the self-leadership launch pad, my signature 10-week men's program is open. So early enrollments are open. The program doesn't kick off until October, but early enrollments are open. This program is phenomenal. It's a deep dive. There's a, a, an online weekend intensive followed by it's 10 weeks in total and then there's eight weeks of, of integration. So it's a deep program. It's a comprehensive program and the guys in the current intake are absolutely kicking goals. So feeling very inspired at this at the moment. So definitely go and check that out. The link will be in the show notes. And early enrollments basically just means you save like 800 bucks. So if you're keen, if you've been thinking about it, go and check it out and get yourself enrolled today. On to the conversation. So it's always a good chat with Ross. We, we've had lots of good conversations. He's been on the podcast before. He recently moved up to the sunny coast. So we got to do this one in the flesh, which was delightful. And we dove into some awesome topics. So a, a big core theme of what we spoke about was relational masculinity and really within that integrating right integrating what ross calls your leading edge and your bleeding edge integrating the doing with the being integrating strength with softness because a lot of the time when we look outwards for sort of how to be how should i be as a man where you kind of get given one or the other this is what men need to be more of and so this this conversation was really about the integration of those and what i love about ross and his work and the conversations we get to have is that he really combines the philosophical with the practical. So we speak about some theory, we we love going deep on that and then bringing it back to the practical. So I know you're going to get a lot of practical, tangible takeaways from this. And I dare say you'll have a few aha moments and a few, few realizations listening to this conversation as well. And above all that, I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, this is my conversation with Ross Blake. Let's get stuck into it, my man. Very much looking forward to having a good yarn, hearing you where you're at. And there's been a few themes that I've seen you share on your social media and that I've shared and you've responded to. And I feel like there's a lot of, there's some similar vibes in the air for both of us and in what we're seeing in our own lives and in the work that we're doing. So I'm excited to Mm. unpack a bit of that. But to kick things off, how are you and where are you at in your fatherhood journey? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm loving living on the Sunshine Coast and I'm at the stage of fatherhood where I'm really framing it as fathership. I think there's like, there's like enough fatigue in there that it's starting to turn into something else <laughs> and not, not in a negative way, but in a, in a, like a realistic way. It's like, and I, and I think all fathers need to, well, I think all fathers get to that place where it's just like, oh, this is relentless it's not a life mm. sentence it's not a negative thing it's just it's relentless and that's good mm. you know so i've definitely resisted that you know and actually speaking of like social media there was a post that you did a number of number of years ago which was on autonomy and mm. how important it is for a man to have autonomy oh dude and the weight of that word has actually gotten heavier and heavier and heavier 
the more complex my fathership piece is getting. I've got three sons. One's nine, one's seven, and one's about to turn four. And we were talking about this before we came on air, like just the complexity of change. Mm. And you're expecting your second and that's going to change things. It's like like in parenting space, it's like, yeah, one plus one equals two up to a point where all of a sudden, you know, one plus two equals 15. Like there's just just more. (laughs) And so looking at that 10 years and that weight and just, just, having acceptance of the relentless nature of it mm. has helped me slow down another layer. Yeah, nice. That I think a lot of men experience when they have their first child. You slow down because you're at the park all of a sudden. You've got <laughs> yeah. no choice. Yeah. You know, you're changing a nappy. Some things speed up, some things slow yes. down. But overall, mm. you, you notice that slowing. So where I'm up to is I, I've just retired from strength and conditioning in terms of being face-to-face with clients in the gym. Mm. I've done that for over two decades. I've shifted a bunch of that online. And it's not that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I was just... Actually, I was reading an old uh, Stephen Bidoff book. It was like one of his manhood books. And it was sort of confirming a, a noticing that I was having, which was like a man's work can be damaging to the family right so mm. we we're living in this small country town i was getting up at four in the morning i was jumping in my truck by four thirty. i was driving an hour to canberra in the oh. dark dodging wombats hitting kangaroos you know it was brutal seeing my first client at six o'clock doing clients back to back until lunchtime maybe sneaking in a session just before lunch smashing down some lunch back into clients Leave and cramming it all in by four o'clock. You know, I couldn't do split shifts and wait until the evening because I had a family to come home to. So I was just doing what I loved, but creating so much fatigue and mm. uh, time missed with my family that that was damaging my family, like the culture inside of my family. Mm, so interesting. Up here on the Sunshine Coast huge alignment piece in terms of our family value system. And with that slowing down, for me, it's really just owning more of my responsibility for upholding that family culture and mm. like the wellness of the family. Yeah, nice one, man. Love that. There's a couple things that I want to, strings there that I want to pull mm. on. Um, the first is around the relentlessness of it because mm. that word hit me in my soul and I've used it a few times <laughs> to describe the experience. It's yeah. just, it's such a good word to describe it. And then you followed it up with, and that's good. Mm. And I think let's explore that a little bit because the, I know there were times early on and, and lots of the guys that I've worked with where that relentlessness, that recognition of the relentlessness of it can be terrifying, can be like, oh my God, like, where do we go from here? Is this it? Like it can be a terrifying thing. So like speak to that reframe a little bit yeah. for me because I think it's I think it's huge. Well, firstly, I need to acknowledge a swim coach of mine from when I was like six years old. Epic. Um, Rhea Mars. Uh, she actually passed away uh, within days of her retirement. She was a, a gardener by trade, but she used to turn up on pool deck. I just remember as being really freckly, like she had a lot of moles or something, but she was a hard bitch. She was a really hard woman. You know, we would, we would be swimming on the side of the, uh, swimming 
these laps and on the side of the pool she would have a bucket for you to vomit in like it was back in the days where they just from from an athlete development perspective in that sport they would throw the eggs at the wall and just pick up the ones that didn't break like Ian Thorpe, Kieran Perkins, Grant Hackett, they were guys that didn't break. Yeah, I, I maybe didn't go enough to break. My father was was wise in not doing the full curriculum there. But I remember whinging, like that little deflated voice that's just like, oh, do it, you know. And, and she was like, good. And I just never really got it at the time. And she would say it all the time and it would just infuriate me. And fast track to a number of years later with you know what we get access to on social media jocko willing yeah yeah you know said yeah it's hot uh, someone said yeah man it's really hard he's like good you know <laughs> <laughs> there's something about when he speaks about challenge you just kind of listen you know it's like okay yeah. yeah anyway it just took me back to that statement and my reframe really just came from matching that up with an inner piece of surrender you know of acceptance mm. of not the negative side of being passive, but deliberately just letting go of something and just being like, this is my life. Hmm. You know, this is my seed. What, what good is going to happen if I turn up with resentment to the relentless piece? It's like, no, I need to show them the goal that's inside of being relentless. Hmm. You know, so was it for them yes but is it for me absolutely yeah. but it's like it's a it's a bigger thing for the family but it's it's just a little word that i make sure that that i just crank in there yeah. you know? yeah. it's like what's the, there's some memes getting around it's like you know everyone wants to do ayahuasca but no one wants to do the dishes yeah <laughs> you know so yes um oh man so yeah it's dinner time again and you know what that feels like yeah it's oh. just like, man, we're back here again, oh. you know, and the house is a bomb and it's just like you've got to look around and be like, yes, mm. yes, this is an opportunity yeah. and I get to show and model to my family because I'm responsible for that yeah. in me. It feels good to overcome those demons yeah, and know that they're seeing something that they'll have a reference point for when they're in that same boat. Yeah, You yeah. know, like we spend a lot of time talking about, oh, don't pass your trauma on to your kids and whatever, but it's much more like dirt under the nails than I think it's about the therapy per se. Yeah, yeah. We can maybe get into those pieces in later in the conversation. Yeah. But like it's there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love it. And yeah. it's like there's a focus on what we don't want to pass on, but it's like what are we passing on? Yeah. Like and that being visual, that being in the language that's used in the home, it's like focusing on what is there. Yeah. Just yeah, as much well as what we're wanting to, you know, it's almost like an abundance scarcity thing. I, yeah. I don't know if you, there was a reel that went viral and it was this guy put some dirt in a glass of water and it was like the dirt's like negativity or trauma or whatever. And he tried to scoop it out with a spoon and that's like <laughs> trying to, not pass on the trauma, so to speak. And then he just got a jug of water and just kept pouring it into the glass. And that was love. And, and it just flushed all the, yep. the dirt out. And then he was just left with that, that love. It's like focusing on what we're bringing rather than that, what we're not wanting to be there kind of thing. Yeah, Killer. We, uh, we've had some sleeping challenges with our eldest, like, like at the moment, like pretty much since we've moved up here. I haven't, like Joel and I haven't spent really a night in bed together. Like I'm actually helping him go to sleep at night and I'm in there at the moment and we're slowly moving boundaries to the place of that mm -hmm. not being the case. But 
Um, he had a couple of things go down last year that have resurfaced for him. Mm-hmm. So we're just sort of holding him in that. And yeah, was that frustrating at first to accept? Yes, but now it's again an opportunity. I'm lying in bed with my son. <laughs> He's nine. I'm yeah. not going to be able to do this for very long. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so we've actually been sitting down and talking to a counselor, mm-hmm. a counselor that's talking to him. Mm-hmm. And we just felt like he needed another yeah. person to talk to. And uh, same advice, you know, it's the, it's the praise, it's the yeah. love. Yeah. It's the, you can't, like just, just butting heads mm. and being really strict and just being like, no. Like boundaries. Got, yeah, yeah, just boundaries alone. Yes. It, de- it doesn't work with children. Like they don't get it. You need a lot of boundaries. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole yeah. other podcast. But it's yeah. like, it's, it's that same analogy. Mm. You know, you've, you've got to pour into them literally. Mm. And it's the same with our wives and... Yeah. Any projects we've got, it's an outpouring of energy. Choose what type of energy you do that with. And it's either going to muddy, like you were saying, it's either going to muddy the water and make it worse. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's actually going to cleanse. Yeah. And I'll I'll be the first person to put my hand up to say like, I've tried the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, no, shut up. Yeah. It is bedtime. Yeah. You don't know how easy you've got this. And and you hear this like old shit (laughs) come through. And it's like- yeah, granddad, is that it's you? Not, it's not untrue. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not. Does it? It's not being with what is. It's still yeah. missing a, missing something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice one, man. I love that. And the um, the relentlessness reframe. Uh, another thing I heard that helped me with that and leaning into that is, and I can't remember. I, I share this a lot, and I can't remember who said it, so I can never quote them. But it's the my wife and children are making a man out of me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Mm, like, absolutely, like all of this stuff, the relentlessness of the challenges. That's gonna what? That's gonna build me into the man that I'm becoming. Like, I don't do that from chilling yeah. and for from doing another course or from getting another coach or from no. I that happens. I turn into the man that I'm becoming mm. through being present with the relentless challenge. Yeah, <laughs> that is fatherhood. Yeah. I often with my clients, I often call that like relational masculinity. Mm. You Speak know. more about that. Well, a man might have provide, 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 protect, protect, protect as his North Star. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucking great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's that's really good. But it's it's often not passed down with an initiated form of that. Mm. It's passed down with the same scarcity kind of thing or this is my safe space. This is what I know. It's kind of like it's... It, it shelters a man from something else that he might be a bit terrified of, which is being in front of his wife, being a bit emotional, thinking that that's wussy or, you know, but, you know, it, it actually just sort of comes out like a firecracker anyway. Like you just can't hold that stuff in. So I guess it's really just about opening up the space for something internal that softens mm-hmm. so that you can understand that the, the people that you're in charge of like one of their main nutrients is connection. Mm. So I know like with my wife, if if I'm on the, what I call like the leading edge, yeah. right? If I'm in that provide protect thing and I have to be a lot of the time, then she starts to feel lonely because I'm not bringing to her some kind of feeling. Now it doesn't mean that I'm bringing to her something unprocessed 
and something that I'm expecting her to hold that it's just not fair on her nervous system. Mm. I just bring her my feeling. I mm. just bring her my truth. I'm just like, I'm mm. tired. Yeah. I'm tired, Yeah, you know, and that actually brings her closer, mm. you know. If it's whinging, whining, complaining, that might do something else in her nervous system. But if it's just being honest and if it's just like saying, I'm not sure I can do this, I need your help, that then gives her an opportunity to be helpful, which has her feel wanted <laughs> and loved good. and, yeah. you know, and it's not from a a toxic place of like, oh, I'm going to do that so she feels better. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. the the jelly in the middle of the jam donut yeah, yeah. of relationships. It's like, well, what, what else are you together for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if not to support each other? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, yeah, so it's just, there's so many aspects to masculinity mm. that if we just take on someone else's narrative of what yeah, masculinity yeah. is and only one aspect of that mm. and push into that because we're avoiding some other piece in that masculine piece, if I can say such yeah, a thing, yeah. yeah, then it's just not going to work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, so relevant Yeah, at the moment. It's, yeah, like last night, Kat and I had a conversation about this exact thing and because I'm like, she's 34 weeks pregnant so i'm like mm. working taking on the domestic load parenting fathering giving her as much space to grow a human and be pregnant so i'm in i'm doing hard out and doing well like i've just been like in the zone good for you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just like and then last night she shared beautifully and vulnerably not through projection or anything that she's not feeling the word she used was adored right there's not that lover energy like she's like i feel and she voiced mm. my mind is like look at what he's doing for me mm. yet her heart was still like oh i need more of this mm. this nourishment mm. and it was so funny to watch my internal processing because she brought it to the table so well it was it was a beautiful conversation but had it it could have easily not been that could have come from projection. I would have got defensive. Would have been no, no bueno. And that's like a tale as old as time with new parents, right? Yep. But it was, it was just this recognition that, oh, the practicalities aren't enough. Mm. They're necessary, but it's not enough. And, and that's okay. You're watching the little boy in me have the defenses come up initially. Can't you see what I am doing? Like all of this <laughs> stuff. And I was just watching it. I was like, whoa, that's so interesting. Yeah. And, and then just making peace with the fact that it's like, oh, I need to be able to soften. I need to be able to come and share what's going on in my world. Mm. Like not to, like you say, dump it, but it's like a lesson I've had to learn many, many times. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's such an important one. And it's, it's, it's so this whole conversation around providing and mm. you kind of opened up with that as well. Like sometimes work can be a damage to the family kind of mm. thing. It's like how we define providing yes. in any given season and what's actually necessary is such a, what I'm learning is it's, it's fluid. It's like, oh. what does providing look like now yes. for me, yep. for the kids, for her in this season? And I'm probably going to have to review it again in a month. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, am I grinding? Am I on the grindstone this month and just working yep. as much as I physically can and earning as much money as I can? Is that going to serve the family unit? Mm. Or is it, you know, yep. like, how do you how do you navigate that piece, check in with that piece? Like, because yeah. obviously this move up to Sunny Coast has been a, a big part of that. Like, yeah, speaking well, to that a bit. Yeah, brilliant. Um, 
Yeah. So with retiring from face-to-face client work in the gym, yeah, it pretty much tanked my income. So there it is. You know, it's just like, again, another season of being, okay, here I am. I'm, I've deliberately chosen to start from scratch again. You know, and there was a few clients that came across and did some online stuff and that's just been building really fucking slowly <laughs> because I've got three children <laughs> and a, a wife who's got a job. And so like the, the, my responsibilities are, are different and I've got a, a three-year-old, almost four-year-old who just, just is not playing the preschool game. So it's just like, okay, all right, yep, here I am. This is, this is what I'm doing now. So really every time those seasons have come around, and this is probably like the third time now for me in, in this whole fatherhood journey, is just getting really clear on what it is that you are providing and protecting. Because if we really have this singular approach to what provision is protecting, just because we heard James Cameron inserted into Avatar Way of Water, you know, the role of a father is to provide and protect. It's like, yes, dude, absolutely. But we're always showing it with war. We're always showing it with like, um, like going, going to work. So I have this conversation with men all the time. Get clear with what you are providing and protecting. And that could just be your, you're the provider and protector of love. What's wrong with that? Mm. Love warrior. Mm. You're the provider and protector of grief. Grief walker. What, like, what is it? Like, are, you know, are you there to provide and protect the, culture of the family and that's my role really at the moment is the provider and protector of the culture of the family you Mm. know so there is doing in that in the sense that like you know i'll look to joel and she'd be like oh kids let's get to the ocean i'm like yes and i'm just out in the garage the truck is getting loaded up with boards i'm getting out the portable shower i'm packing the towels it's like right You know, we're, we're going on an adventure and it's cute because it's like the family to the beach, whatever. But it's yeah. the same energy that the warrior needs. It's still action. Yeah. So you still get these moments of getting into that. Mm. But it's it's just that that reorientation towards broadening mm. what provide and protect is. Yeah. But the biggest one that I think that sits behind all those seasons that I've come to believe in in parenting or just deep relationship for that matter is like provision. So if the the masculine age old, um, like all the most like mythical masculine aspect is like provisioning. Well, it's pro vision. (laughs) Nice. So it's like looking up and out, looking over, observing, you know, so that's a big responsibility mm. that requires consciousness and relaxation and stillness and intelligence and creativity, you know, which still comes from being really active in your warrior, you know, dispersing that energy with a big gym workout or a run yeah. in the morning so that you're clear so that you can think about, all right, what does the next three months look like? What does mm. the next six months look like? You know, so you're, you know, wakeful enough to, provide your family with that classic masculine ability to look out ahead and create a plan and a structure, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that way I don't feel like I'm emasculated yeah. by having to do the dishes more, Yeah, you know, which it's not that, it's not that it's emasculating, but it just gets kind of frustrating. It's like, this is not the best use of my tools it, and it isn't, you know, but in the now, but in the, in, in this, this season, moment, in this season, yeah, it needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. 
So it has a has a timeline, has a has a lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice. I love that, man. Talk to me more about the culture of the relationship. I mean, or the, the family. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not the relationship. And that would be part of the culture of the family. Because I'm like just deciding mm-hmm. or choosing, getting clear on what we're providing and protecting. How did you guys, yeah, do you have a, how mm-hmm. do you guys do that? How mm-hmm. do you guys? Values. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And values standards. do you sit down yep. and yep. do you review that? Do you discuss it? Do you have a process? Because I feel like, so many people, especially in a lot of the relationship work I do, that's the first thing. It's in module mm, one, right? I bet it is. The yeah. agreements, like what are we, what is this, mm. right? Because often we just fall into a relationship because we're attracted to them. There's, we like doing the same fun stuff or whatever. And then all of a sudden we're building life together and it's mm. like, hang on, what, what does that actually look like? Yeah. And going through a process of deciding like, yeah, how, did, how have you guys mm. gone about it? What, what do you find works well? Like... Well, we're fortunate in the sense that within the first couple of years of our relationship, we, we did values work awesome. with Dr. John Martin. Yes, the man. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and you know what we needed to? We yeah. started, our, my relationship with my wife, we started as an affair. Yep. So we started in secrecy. We started in something that wasn't right. So we almost had a lot of like shame and guilt about even being together when we even got to that level. So we went headlong into just being like, okay, like, let's get really clear on, you know, what it is that this is for ourselves individually. So, yeah, we did, like, values work. Amazing. And and really it's just sort of grown from there into, like, terms, agreements, and just basic understanding as to, like, where each person's coming from as you're traversing the the thing. Where it gets complicated is then you, you drop three small humans into it. <laughs> and the priority shift because they each need something different. Mm. The whole family ecosystem is different. It, it requires a different outpouring of energy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I really have an F, like a legitimate answer for it other yep. than it's like probably one of the most uh, sort of dynamic changing spaces in terms of priority because of young children. Yeah. That, that part of it doesn't, is never really locked down. Yeah. But yeah, one yeah. thing I know to be true is that we are better to each other. There is more family flow when we're prioritizing our health mm. and we're prioritizing play and adventure mm. and connection. Yeah. So back to moving up here, the whole theme of this year for our family. So that's what we do. We set up themes for the year. Cool. Like it, 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 at its essence, what's going to be you know, at the core of every question we ask of the family. Yeah. And so this year it's connection. You know, honestly, last year is a year of like a lot of disconnection. Mm-hmm. Like Braidwood was cold. It was hard. It was like some things happened with our boys, with some other boys that really rattled the sort of sovereignty of their bodies. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so we really had to look at that and go, okay, well, what does this next year need to be? Mm. What's the number one value that we need to uphold like can we move that up the list this year yeah and so when we are packing the truck up to go to the beach it's like well and you're tired and you're in that relentless space again it's like that's that's what we're doing it for yeah you know? yeah. yeah that's where we can go to get it and yeah yeah love that i love that and um how it becomes this filter through which we can make decisions it simplifies it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, will this create more connection? Because that's what we have decided is most important or less. Mm. Going to the beach is going to create more. 
okay, we're doing the thing. I don't care how, yeah. And it's because otherwise the fatigue is real, mm. right? And if, if we don't have that filter system, that value system to like help with those decisions, yeah. big and little, it can get messy, yep. messy ass. Yeah. And then we'll unconsciously project our own values and then our partner are the same and the kids have got theirs popping <laughs> up. Sh- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit show. Yeah. yeah. I like and the idea of a theme too. Yeah, yeah that's like something that... that yeah, I've, I've done that for a long time. Yeah. Actually, even when I've designed fitness programs, I often, for me, I did have like an overarching theme. Yeah. And some of it can just be the essence or the the sort of natural proclivities of that person. Mm. So they might move like a certain animal. Okay. Right? So they're, they're a bear. Okay. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. You know, their intentions for life at the moment are adventure. Cool. And yeah. another one that they're trying to cultivate in themselves is freedom. Okay. So bear, <laughs> freedom. And so then you can go into the nitty gritty of what they might do for a training split or mm. what they actually need to do at each session and what speed they might lift something out or what, yeah, you know, what, yeah, what's actually on the plate for dinner? But like, yeah. if you don't have the theme, yeah, it's just you're kind of shooting in the dark. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there's as much, and in the family context, I just don't think there's as much sustainability of what it is you're trying to create. Yeah, because that's the other thing too. You could have some great ideas, but if they're not grounded yeah. and you haven't spent the time to put the right structures in and acknowledge that it's gonna require energy. And conversations where you at least sit down with your partner for half an hour and have a cup of tea, undistracted and, and check in, yeah. you're not gonna be able to create yeah. sustainability in any of those themes. Yeah, yeah. So it's massive and it's, yeah. yeah. And I can see why a lot of families crumble because it's like, how do you, how do you, like doing these things consciously is like harder. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah. the, the check-in, like you say, yeah. the the initial deciding on the theme or the plan or whatever, mm. super important and just an irrelevant step. Mm. At the same time, if it's not met with consistent attention being brought back to it. Yep. And it's like that I'm learning. I, I listened to a podcast the other day about attention and I've just started listening to a book called Stolen Focus. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, it's just... A theme for me at the moment, it's it's the intention is nice and irrelevant if our attention can't be co- consistently redirected back to that intention. Yep. And that's what that 30-minute cup of tea or mm-hmm. which can, it's so funny because you, in, in a week you're like, oh, yeah, surely I can. But as soon as kids are involved, it's like that. You need to be relentless in your pursuit mm. of that 30-minute cup of tea like and, and rigid in the structure yep. around it. Rigid maybe not the right word, but committed to, to getting it in there because – if you miss it one week, there's a 50% chance you're going to miss it the next week yep. and a 75% chance you're going to miss it the week after and all of a sudden you're flying blind again, yeah, wondering it, why things aren't working. Yeah, and it puts too much pressure on the next conversation. And Yeah, yeah, you true. Know, you're trying to fit too much in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, a big one that I've noticed that and it all, look, all, all couples have different ways of maintaining connection. But yeah, when I'm in the doing, when I'm in the sort of outward facing forward, you know, provide, protect type piece. It, it's really easy for me to like, yeah, drop intimacy in the sexual yep. way as well. Yeah, relate. And if, if nervous systems aren't synced up, like if, you know, if the vagus nerve is tanked and no one's regulated with however they regulate, having that conversation is not going to work either. So just <laughs> one of my relationship tips is like, 
play a silly adult game, you know, like stand in front of each other and, you know, yeah. drop the story about like taboo like behaviors with each other and be like, go on, show me your tits, yeah. you know? And she'd be like, huh, what? Yep, go, I'll do it. I'll show you my cock, you know? It's just like <laughs> in a really playful way, you'll giggle and laugh. I'm like, God, this is so silly, but geez, they look good. Yeah. And then you're smiling and then start your conversation. Yeah. It gets yeah. a bit of eros going, a bit mm -hmm. of life force moving. It's like a bit of celebration, a bit of silliness. It's a bit of adult play again, yeah. which is hard to find time for with children. Yeah, and then and go from there. Because there's, there's one thing about having the conversation uh, and, and attempting to be adults about it. But <laughs> if one's tired, you've got half a teammate. Yeah. You know, it's really good to turn, like do what you can, right? Yeah. To turn up in a way that's actually you know, bringing the right type of energy to mm. it, right type of, the right type of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love it. And yeah. um, I love that idea. <laughs> the, the circuit breaker, it's, it's so, because especially when we're stressed and fatigued, we get pushed further into our conditioning, further into those so unconscious, far. trying to conserve energy. <laughs> our brain is just deep in it. Yeah. So then, yeah. yeah, if we can't break that circuit, like though that 30 minute cup of tea could put your four steps backwards if, if you're not regulated if you're easy if, so it's like i love that concept of like regulating a silliness play like having a laugh like it's so underrated as a strategy so i'm glad yep. that was like the first one you put in there because yeah. i feel like especially for me if i'm in because i can be silly with the best of them but if i'm in go go yep. go mode i'm way more rigid yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah something like that it's like oh mm. i'm back oh okay well, yeah that and, feels good. And on that, I got a question for you. Do you reckon that the like the rigid state is just like protecting you from like some kind of story where oh if I soften, I'll be less productive? Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I've been noticing that a lot in men. You know, because I literally look at men on a scale. It's like there's the men that need to harden up and yes. be active, <laughs> right? And you need to kind of jocko willing their ass into something alive because they've done the processing work yeah. if they're in their feminine they know yeah. what it's like to feel and be creative yeah. and right but they're kind of a piece of shit you can't trust them you know they're kind of floppy as hell you know they, they, they're the 40% guys you know mm. it's like and I say that without judgment right yeah. like it's just like of course I've been there yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas then that you know that typical sort of type A man oh. who's like just really pouring his attention into something and produces a lot he's such a high performer is terrified of taking a breath just a little bit too deep mm. or taking just that extra little bit of sleep because it's going to have him underperform. Like he's terrified of being that 40% guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the story is not now? Like, yeah, okay, we'll have some cuddles in five minutes. Like, like uh, when I'm yeah. in that busy productive mode, it's yeah. like that's the story. There's this, I'll be less productive, but the immediate story is later. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to do the dishes and do the washing and I'll use tonight yep. to catch up and get through the stuff and then ev everything else gets pushed to tomorrow. And but then it's what bullshit though, isn't Oh, it? Yeah. man, it's yeah. so like it's a 45-second a cuddle that skin to skin is enough mm -hmm. to go like take a few breaths. And so the time piece is just straight mm. story and bullshit. Mm. And then it's also the to-do list never ends. So if I'm waiting mm. for an empty to-do list, I'm waiting until I die. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's like, yeah. it's such yeah. flawed logic, but it's so alive in me. The mm. producer in me, 
the the boy that found safety in getting the job done and performing and all of that it just comes online and he's yep. like i'm just going to provide the practice do you know what i mean yeah. that's how i can do it it's safe it's easy yeah it's just it's mm. getting the job done it feels good when i'm t- checking these boxes off and all of that so there is so much reward that reinforces that system but it hits a point and then my wife sits down and is like like I miss you and I'm not feeling mm. you and I'm not feeling adored and I can see you doing so much and this is still, yeah, you know? And so I'm like, ah, okay. Like the long game needs this this both. And I think, yeah. in fact, this would be a good transition mm. into leading edge, bleeding edge. Mm. That, that, that theme, you, you touched on it before because I feel like when I've experienced the most harmony relationally in life is when I'm on with that. Yeah. When I'm not too skewed to Jocko Goggins <laughs> and I'm not too skewed to just Heart Space Harry. Like, heart Space Harry, yeah. And I, I can yeah. transition and mm. so I'd love, yeah, for you to speak to that. Yeah. Like as soon as you said that, I don't know if you commented on the post or if it was when you mm. reshared that post and you said leading edge, bleeding edge and I was like that. Yeah. That like, is. You nailed it with the pendulum swing comment. I think like that's that's the... That's the reactive, you know, and I think the reactive is more known, quote unquote, safer. Mm. It's like, well, being heart space Harry is wrong. So therefore I need to be Jocko Gordon's hybrid (laughs) motherfucker, like times 10, you know, and it's, well, cool. (laughs) And, you know, I think we need to try that on. Yeah. But ultimately that trying on, like, again, we talk about initiation, but like, you know, maybe when you're between 10 and 14, that's maybe when you try on those personas, that pendulum swing of like, oh, this is wrong. I'm going to try and run away from that, like burn it out of the system. But like it's part of the confusion of growing up. Mm. But yeah, that's still with men now. And it's actually just not with men. It's with anyone who's doing self-work. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you become aware of this sort of substrate inside of yourself and you try and excise it out like as quick as possible and turn 180 degrees from it rather than being with it a little bit Mm. so yeah the harmony piece is is exactly it like that's that's found when you let that pendulum slow down a little bit and see if you can hold in your nervous system a bit of both and Mm. i think that's where the challenge is i think i think it actually takes training yeah i think it takes men one to do obviously their self-work yeah but they also need to get around other men who have been initiated in that are wisened to it hold them accountable for when they are swinging the pendulum and and just kind of hold them you know in the brotherhood in the safety of the brotherhood in that and it needs to be reflected by your partner Mm. like you said it before it's like you know children and my 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 children and my wife are turning me into a man it's like yeah but it won't be in the way that you think initially it'll often be in her particularly if she's a feminine woman and her responsiveness like her emotions her sounds you know, when she's frustrated and, you know, you're fortunate that you've got a, a wife who gets it and she sits down and just speaks her heart and delivers yeah. it to you clearly and that's a really amazing thing to do. But most men will, won't even pick up on the sounds, won't know what to do with that. That'll actually dysregulate their nervous system more because it feels like mum's angry with It'll them. come as complaint. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't know how to, to look behind the yeah. complaint yeah. and see that that's what they're to provide. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's still another opportunity to provide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's um, so much to it. And 
Speaking of training it, because I go, because I like mm. reflect on this stuff a lot, because I definitely was more lax boundaries, sort of people please, and and mm. flex more than the the Goggins harder style, and it's like learning to strengthen the back while the heart's mm. strong, back soft front, yep. so to speak. Yep. What do you? Yeah. What do you do personally for that to check in and yeah. then, like maybe. A practice of each or yeah. like like how do you cultivate either or of those yeah well i'd, I'd say that like i don't really practice anymore yeah like like i'm in the trenches with that with my family now like it's yeah. uh in many ways practicing is cute um <laughs> yeah. but that's sort of come from the fact that i have practiced a lot yeah yeah so up to that point i was doing a sort of qigong like stance yep. called heart horse where I would be getting into my physical structure and I teach this, but I, I get, get into physical structure, like get into, you know, good alignment of the pelvis, good alignment of the spine, like just be physical ground up, you know, shoulders parked in neutral chin parallel to the ground, but then sink low enough where your legs start to feel pain. Mm. So your legs are out really wide and you're dropping your backside towards the ground. Think of it like you're trying to drop your balls in a teacup kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so there's pain in the body. So you're doing, you're, you're, you're already in the outpouring of energy, step one. But step two is then breathing. And so you learn to then find flow inside of the structure. And the type of breathing that I use often in that one is just systema breathing. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a Russian martial art technique mm -hmm. of handling pain. But it's really with the idea of like, feeling everything while you do that mm. you know and and using the breath to accept the pain but also relax away from it so that you're not collapsing into the pain and whinging and whining and being like i can't do it and a lot of men that i take through it get 30 seconds in and start making all these noises and i'm just like my seven-year-old sounds like that you know it's like oh cool yeah that's what we're working with here we're in training the nervous system we're going back into when we're at our edge, what is it we've been taught to do? Mm. What, have, what is it we've been modeled? And so that relaxation then paired up with the third pillar, which is consciousness of like, how can you stay completely feeling here as well as feeling out there? So 50% on yourself, 50% on other. How can you literally feel through your wife's heart and out and down the street and around the world to your brothers, to your sisters, to whoever, to whatever, to a tree, mm. to a stream, to a rock mm. without dropping yourself and essentially just standing in that for 10, 15, 20 minutes every now and then is a type of initiation or nervous system training for like, okay, this is what my capacity is like. This is what my nervous system does in the face of challenge. Yes. I, I often do this one at retreats around other men yeah. or on calls where there's multiple men uh, or I'm face to face with another man. It doesn't work as well just by yourself because yeah. you can kind of soft out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's that iron sharpens iron. Held, yeah. But the language of it is despite the desire to collapse, open your heart wider. Mm. Right. So you're practicing or training your nervous system to do both. You're training your nervous system to have a long spine to be mm -hmm. strong in that back, but also not to kind of contract the heart and drop the ball mm. uh, of others. Yeah. So that's a leadership pose, yeah. but it's an embodied masculine pose. Yeah, love it. So that the next time you're at the sink and you feel tension come into your system, what do you do? Yeah. Well, then you then have a new toolkit. Okay, breathe, yeah. get in your legs, Yeah. 
open your heart wider despite the desire to collapse because the desire to collapse and go into whingy little boy uh-huh. or just like just putting in more output is it's so real isn't oh, it oh man like last it ca- night it that's captures why you this, often this. before you even see it right oh. so you've got to train yourself to unclench the fist yeah because yeah. there's identity in the struggle yeah yeah I love it I love it and yeah. I've done a similar practice where it's like breath of fire but the arms are yeah. up yeah, so it's same. Like just the shoulder, but same. I do that same too. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing the the translation. Like mm. it, it really, and that conversation with Kat last night, even though she brought it up really well, I could feel the trigger. I could feel wanting to close off. I could like I could literally feel it in my chest, mm. and it was feel well. I was sitting down, so I was like, feel my weight on the ground, breathe, so, like soft, mm. and like it literally everything you've just spoken to, yep. I went through in real time last night, and I was like. We went to bed and it was beautiful. It was so much more connected than yeah. before that. And I was like, thank the heavens for these yeah. tools and for the... You know, <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it can just... And then that stacks on top of another. And so it's these... Yeah, these little... The little things... Like these little things build. These yeah. little 15-minute practice here. This, And like you say, you're, you've done it for years and years and years and so now life becomes the practice and you yeah. use the tools within every moment and, and these things and but just on that though yeah like you can sort of retrofit it a bit throughout the day you know so uh as you're walking down the hallway shake out your legs yeah you know when you're in the shower like literally beat on your chest a little bit just feel a bit more alive you know uh, s- sort of like stack these strange little things, you know, when yep. you go out to take the rubbish out, do a set of push-ups yep. or, uh, yeah, scream into a pillow, like have a little sacred tantrum about something, you yep. know, just like, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> rather than holding it all the time. Yeah. And that way there is, you know, you, you're not needing this big sacred space. <laughs> the, the, the what polo, do you mean? My t- the Polo two Santo yeah. practice? Yeah. Isn't, wouldn't isn't that be lovely? <laughs> um, yeah. It's just way more practical. It's just your yeah. habit your, stack. Yeah. You're, you're resourcing yourself more regularly because you are doing that habit yeah, stack. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, so I do all those things a lot. Yes. So to, to not say that I don't practice, it's just different, different now. Yeah. It's just, it's like microdosing. Yeah. The, the yeah. experiences. <laughs> But, you know, having said that, I had a couple of men on a call this morning and we, yeah. we did that practice. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've got to um, do it then. Yeah, it's, it's that balance, hey, and I, I feel like there's seasons to it. Mm. I feel like I personally will go through like, yeah, I'll call it a growth season where I'm like, there is the practice. And then they'll go through a season where they're, I put it and I'm just fully with life. Mm. It's almost like... Get it like going through like the unconscious incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the conscious incompetence, like moving through that. Like sometimes there needs that focused effort where you've got the coach or you go to the retreat or you do the thing mm. where like, okay, I need to upskill this. And it's like learning a language. It, yep. Right? It's like the and I had can't speak another language. I'm not speaking from any experience, but from what I've heard, like go to if you go and immerse yourself in a culture for three weeks and speak nothing but that language, mm. you're going to, it'll take you three years of doing it once a week to get that same proficiency. And so yeah. like sometimes that like immersive and it's, but not waiting for that. It's like, cool, amazing, but that's not available. What mm. is available? The, I've got 15 minutes. Yep. I've got five minutes. I'm already having a shower, yep. like the last 30 seconds cold. I'm already doing, like yep. there are these, the time excuse is the one that, <laughs> 
whenever that's brought to the table, I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, yep. I get it. <laughs> and and it's, yeah. I'm so, before I was a father, I was like, I can't speak from experience, but I, that can't be the, like, because if that's true, if that time excuse is true, you're fucked. And like, we're all, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, what's there? Like the micro moments, like what's there? Five minutes, beautiful. Okay, let's use the five minutes. Three minutes. And now it's like, show me your screen time on your phone. <laughs> show me your screen <laughs> Have time. Have you done that with someone? And, and tell me. No, I oh, haven't actually, yeah. but I, I- You got to do it now. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it with myself. Yeah. Whenever I, because I don't, I, make, I don't, say it I've, I've not let myself say it like the mm. I don't have the time it's like I'm not choosing to create the space or whatever but I'll still think it sometimes mm. and when I find myself having those thoughts and then I'm like I'll check the screen time I'm like okay yeah eight hours phone time yesterday okay yeah <laughs> and it just comes back to values again it's like are you living your life in accordance or yeah. alignment with those values mm. and you know I think it's just a lot of men aren't yeah yeah back to what they're doing with their intention like attention like that's our masculine currency, mm. right? Like that's our version of creating something. It's really valuable, right? And that's, you know, that's what our wives are asking for when they're saying that I'm, you know, feeling disconnected from you or lonely. It's just you haven't been placing any attention on them. Yeah. You know, and it's, so it yeah, feels good. good. It feels good when like all of a sudden you turn to her and be like, hey, you know. So one upside though I find uh, in relationships is that like, yeah, like touch her less, see her less, like in a polarity sense. And, you know, it's it's great when, you know, family and relationship dynamics can really afford this play. It's harder when you've got more kids, but to turn, you're turning away from her into a positive mm. so that the wave kind of crashes harder when you do come together so that there's more passion. Mm. One such dynamic I noticed with with my wife, and I've coached a lot of men through this, is like touching her less, seeing her less, speaking to her less, getting into my like like provide, do, action man, right? And then when I really consciously turn to her, she's like melted butter. Yeah, yeah. It just excites her system in ways that she wouldn't have it if I was always holding her hand. Mm. And that's just something I learned from Omrapani, who's like a, a BDSM meets Tantra teacher. Mm -hmm. He would even go as far as saying, you know, don't eat the same meal sometimes, like, mm -hmm. like pheromone level um, oh, gotcha. polarity, you know. Yeah. Um, the sort of death of relationships in that ego egalitarian space all the time. He's, mm -hmm. he's good in the sense that he's like, sometimes you just need to. Like he's Tantra meets BDSM. Yeah. He's not just like this like, I'm going to dom you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. uh he has a lot of beautiful teachings around the importance of dominance. Yeah. But the way in which he teaches it is with an open heart. Cool. And yeah, it's the, the, the way in which you turn your attention to her rather than always like giving it to her freely. So he would say like, and it's just a common term, but this is where I got it from. So I feel like I should acknowledge that as a teacher <laughs> of mine. Um, uh, yeah, never cast your pearls at swine. So if you're throwing your attention currencies into social media channels yeah. and drama and mm. all these things, mm. uh, or her too often, mm. it's never actually going to be, that currency is not going to hold value. Yeah. So there's an upside to it. Oh, yeah. I love the, um, 
that reframe and what's landing is that I think where the fall down is, is there's that attention away, go work, go do your thing. And we think that's the providing. Mm. Then it's like, oh, my job's done. So when I come home, I'm scrolling Mm. or I'm doing this and the attention's not coming back. We don't have the skill of seeing and feeling her heart or, and, and when that part of the equation isn't there, which I feel like it's often not, then that's when we, the fall down, the resentment builds yep. and the, it becomes deleterious rather than, but there is that potential if we can then fully turn back and fully see yep. and fully be with, which yeah, can be like, like being able to transition between those two is a real Skill. That's like, the word, isn't it? Yeah, one like hundred percent. It's hard on the male nervous system. <laughs> yeah. It hurts in a way. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what I'm I'm getting at with this term, like training is learning to sort of unkink that part that hurts so much. Mm. You know, to go from kind of one headspace to another, or yeah. like to drop just a little bit from the head, just a little bit lower into the body, into the heart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a um, a fear of the unknown. Like if I fully turn and be there with her, what's going to be there? Is it going to be pain? Is it going to be resentment? Is it going to be like when there's the space for the truth to be there, what's going to be there? Mm. I don't know. And my own as well. Like how am I actually feeling? How am I actually going? If I stop and slow down, am I going to be grieving because I haven't grieved Mm -hmm. that thing that happened six months ago Mm -hmm. or whatever? So there's this resistance to that attention on love or on the heart, hers or mine, because it's like, what's there? Yep. I don't know. Yep. And so, yeah, learning to lean mm-hmm. into that, I think, because the resistance is still there no matter how much I do the work. Like I've t- yeah. <laughs> done this work for a long time and I'm still like, it'd be so much easier not to. <laughs> not to, there's still that resistance. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, and consciously I know, consciously I know my heart is safe in her hands no matter what I bring to the table. And yet I still don't want to sometimes mm. like, and, and so, yeah, moving through that resistance. Yeah. Mm. Takes yeah. Work. And I think it's okay to choose what we bring. Yeah. You know, that might be a good way to start talking about brotherhood and yeah. you know, different containers that men can, can set up. Yeah. Because just, just in general, like if, if a man's not acknowledging that, that bleeding edge, you know, and, and figuring out ways in which he transitions into it or he decompresses inside of that for Mm. him Mm. yeah it's just complete dysfunction and fear right and so um i I would even say that like if he's turning his attention to his partner it's probably the the same performance anxiety that he's got going on over here that's pushing him forward is just going to sort of turn up in that intimacy moment too so even just in a sexual context it's just like he's also not doing it because he knows he's carrying all this like just just basic performance anxiety. So there might not even be grief there. There might be yeah. some of these things, but like, <laughs> it's just like, of course he is. Cause that's his main modus operandi. That's the fuel. That's, that's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And look, I'm, I might be jumping back a little bit here, but that, that fuel, like before we spoke about micro dosing mm. and kind of macro dosing ways to kind of train the nervous system back into a more balanced state or, uh, or to be able to transition or hold more or whatever these pieces are that we're, you know, in, intending to train our nervous systems for. Mm. The the medium dose I feel is really important too for anxiety. 
Yes. So, I mean, that's, I've noticed that a lot in gym environments. Yeah. That when anybody, male or female, gets into the gym and they start to experience muscle burn and they move their nervous system from flow, which you and I are in at the moment, upper ventral, we're just talking, uh, and start to move that through agitation into aggression. And that's what lifting a weight is, it's aggression. Mm. Helps to dissipate that anxiety that's on the system, right? Because you can push it really hard and go into like uh, flight and then land in freeze. And that actually decompresses the system so that when you back up in flow, all that anxious static that was just on the system, that might not be coming from past trauma. That might just be coming from like how women are trying to fit into some role at work or how men are trying to fit into some narrative in society at the moment or whatever that anxiety or the background hum just being a human yeah, in 2023 just, just fear of death you <laughs> yeah. know it's just like really this ends damn damn it you know and it starts to build up and yeah and it's like how do we defrag and get that sort of white noise off the system yeah I'm, so I'm, good I'm, man. that's big too oh you know? it's so good and i'm like it's so important for integration as well like mm. i i find and there's very um, little, here, little yeah. bit of footsies under the table. Yeah. Okay, we're getting going. Um, I always, and we're speaking about running, which I haven't started doing yet for mm. this half marathon that I will be joining you on. But there are very few problems that are still problems after a 30-minute run. Yep. Like very few. Yep. And I know if it is still a problem after the 30-minute run, it needs addressing. Yeah, but it's well like that, that, that de-stress, like you say, is underrated, I feel, in the... Uh, personal growth world, if we want to call it that. Mm. It's if you're doing all of this stuff, mindset work or embodiment work or whatever, but you're not having these mid, like moving your body in a way that is discharging in a way, you it's almost impossible to mm. achieve harmony. Like I, I know I personally couldn't and the people I've worked with, that's been a, a key ingredient. And so like finding a way to do that is is so key yeah particularly for men yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so where i sit with it is like and obviously it depends on the intensity someone runs with at mm. but for me aerobic activity is in the flow and free side of the nervous system the 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 passive accepting side yep. so it still discharges but in a different way cool um in the sense that you wouldn't get to that aggression piece no, that you mentioned no, you know, because if you did, you wouldn't make thirty minutes. Yeah, sprints if, you would. Yes, but yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, parasympathetic, more so in running. Mm. Sympathetic, more so in one minute of burpees or a sprint yeah, or lifting yeah. heavy weights. And back to like themes or essence that I was talking about before. I even mentioned like the bear. Yeah, you know? well, really, actually, the, the animals that I use when looking at people's bodies are. You've got like the cheetah, yep. which is like someone who's quite lithe and they jump around, they're fast, they're, you know, quick. Um, you've got the buffalo, someone who loves long endurance work, move and breathe. That's me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of strong, but just kind of slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, you've got the jaguar, power, short burst, loves rugby, you know, sprinting, gotcha. that kind of thing. So depending on your essence, you're likely going to get more regulated from your essence that you like mm. um, and or depending like if you've been in doing right you've you've been using fight and aggression already 
it's going to feel better for your nervous system to go for a run. Yes. Because it's actually balancing out. But if someone's actually not doing anything all the time and they're sitting in meeting rooms all day and they're having to be really politically correct and they're kind of forced to stay passive yeah. in that uh, parasympathetic nervous system, then, de- uh, then awakening their nervous system into fight is actually yes. going to be that approach too. So... Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Mm. But sometimes it's more the solitude and the fact that you're putting this, the, the nervous system back into a place where it can think and not yeah. fight anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll feel it. I'll, sometimes I'll go for a run and I'll get the urge to sprint. Yeah. And it's like that's obviously my body needing to Still reach that. Yeah. Uh, uh, like. Yeah, needing that bigger discharge. And maybe mm. on that time, some heavy kettlebell swings would have been... Well, running's like, great too, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, it's really just about responding to what the body needs. I mean, yeah. we're back to that. You know? <laughs> that old chest. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, our, our body does tell us we've actually just got to start to listen mm. a bit more. So particularly for men. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's okay to want to go and chop wood. Yeah, yeah. It's in your physiology. It's yeah. okay to want to get really strong. It's in your physiology. It's okay to sprint and be competitive. And yeah. Because it serves like a, a, a need in your nervous system too. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <sighs> Beautiful. Man, thank you. Thanks for your time and it's your awesome. wisdom, my man. Yeah. Always so good to drop in. Yeah, face to face. Yeah, I know. It's different, hey. It hits mm. different. Yeah. So good. Yeah, what's uh, share with the people listening? What's exciting you right now in terms of your work? How are you supporting people? Where can people go to follow more of your stuff? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've been through this big transition. So what's, yeah, what's available in, in your capacity to serve? Well, I've got moment? a few spots left in my remote performance coaching cool. group. It's like online strength and conditioning, fitness, nervous system regulation, d- online physicality. Basically, yeah. I'm delivering training programs for people that I update each week and they, it's like a subscription mm. thing. But inside nice. of that, I'm, I'm teaching. So they get a call with me once a month, you know, anywhere from 45 to 90 minutes and we get to sort of do the inner piece as well. Yes. So it's leading edge, leading edge. So cool. yeah, the physical side is the development of the leading edge and then the conversation can be development for the leading edge too but it's mm-hmm. it's often a chance for some brotherhood and and dropping in there's only a couple spots left on that one so i'm actually in a transitional phase where i'm starting to put together my own version of like what would you call yours recently the self-leadership the launch pad. launch pad i love it it's great yeah yeah <laughs> um so I, I have some terms for it as well i won't drop that yet it's yeah yeah premature, but yeah cool there's there's some pieces on the horizon in terms of of delivering more leadership work yeah nice and delivering in a way that's just really quite simple and accessible for Mm. everybody i'm really into like what's practical and what works (laughs) particularly for fathers yeah like how can you take the wheel more effectively and so much of it is in not just in tips but tips that are related to something bigger and deeper Mm. you know yeah because your family's in front of you right now what are you going to do today that's actually going to make today better? You know, because you might not be there for them tomorrow. Like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So you've got to get to work now. Yeah, And yeah. if that feels nice. insurmountable, we're going to we're gonna miss out. Yeah, man. So that's where I'm at. Beautiful. 
Love it. Thanks, my man. Appreciate you. Yeah, likewise, man. Until next time. Yeah, that won't be far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, man. (laughs) 